Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We see people having to fill in, often in a mandatory manner, not having the choice. We're doing a lot of ordering right now. In overtime, 19 made over 50,000, 95 made over 25,000, and the average, if you add it all up and yeah. divide it by the people on, is $32,000 a year. That's yeah. a lot of overtime. It is. It is a lot. Um, and I think that it's a common story that we see in any agency where your numbers are reduced to the point where we are where we are now. Did you have a back and forth with him on that? What was his? Yeah, that, 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 was, um, that was brought up, that they didn't want to bring anybody else on until we knew what the, what the, what the cost was going to be. Did you recommend that to him, or what was your stance on that? Would you have preferred to bring in people? You know, I, I would have preferred to bring some people on. Um, you know, there's always that fine line of, uh, we'll call it a breaking point, if you will, for when you go down so many members of your department, when you're short, you know, so many people, what is that breaking point? When is it no longer cost effective? And when does it have a negative impact on the department? When does it have a negative impact on your daily operations? So are you there yet? I believe we are there. He earned $219,000 in overtime. His total compensation was $316,000. When the taxpayers look at that, what do, you, what do you say to them? So it's certainly understandable where they're going to look at that um, and scratch their head and say, why is one person being allowed to earn that kind of money? Um, that's the effect of, of the cause that we're talking about, of being so short-staffed that when we get into the ordering situation and people are refusing overtime, it, gets, it may get down to that same person through the list each time, and he's gonna, if he says, yes, I want to work, provided that he's not violating any policy, we do have safeguards in place so that people do not, obviously we don't want people working a week straight um, and putting, them, putting themselves or, or anybody around them in jeopardy. At what point does the chief or management say, this may not be a guy we want out on the street? I mean, I don't know how many hours you need to get to that level. I mean, it almost looks like he's living at the station. At what point does it go through your mind as chief, that might be dangerous? So each individual case is different. And that's when their company officer and their supervisor, uh, their battalion chief, um, have to keep an eye on the members of the department to make sure that they're fit and able to do the job. Not everybody can do that. There may be people that cannot work that amount of hours and still function properly, and then there are some that are. They're working for it. They're certainly putting the time in for it. And, it's, and, and, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about, our breaking point, where when we start having to order people um, regularly, not just a holiday where 
nobody wants to work overtime that day. Um, when you start having to order people to fill a Wednesday afternoon shift and things of that nature, that's when you're at the point that uh, that's a place where you don't want to be. Um, and, that, and that's where we are right now. And so those negative impacts involve things like increased injury, um, stress on our firefighters from working extra hours, uh, stresses on their family life because they're not home. Um, in some cases, they may be working you know, more than twice their, their regular scheduled hours in that week. And you know, that comes with a, um, a cost that can be hard to put a dollar figure on. What, uh, what kind of stresses is that putting on, you know, on that person? We always refer to it as blood money because when you're earning that kind of money and you're working those kinds of hours, you're not doing much of anything else. You don't really have a life. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.